Blog Talk Radio.
This next two hours belongs to you. Have your way and do whatever you want to do with it, Lord. Father, be glorified tonight, Lord, through your Son, Jesus Christ, Father. Lord, for anybody out there who's listening, Lord, whether they're listening live tonight, Father, or they are listening to one of our archives that's been saved, Father, show them your grace, Lord, and your mercy, Father. Show them your amazing, abounding strength in their life, Father. For your word declares that your grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect in our weakness, Father. Lord, show them the joy that only comes through the presence of your Holy Spirit. For you said in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Father, we long to seek your face, Lord. We long to be in your presence, Lord. We long to see you, Father, for our eyes to behold you. Jesus, everything we have, Father, even every breath, Lord, is because of you. And so we choose tonight to lay our lives down, Father. We lay all of our ambitions, Father, all our desires, all our expectations down at your feet tonight, Jesus. We lay everything before you, Father, asking that your will would be done, Lord, that you would be glorified, that the will of heaven be done tonight, Father, in the earth, Lord, in our midst, Father. Lord, that your name would be exalted and magnified throughout the nations tonight, Father, that you would embolden the men and women of God who are out on the battlefields, who are out in the missionary fields, Father, and that your spirit, Lord, would confirm your word with signs and wonders, Father, not only tonight, Lord, but in the lives of every single person who calls upon your name, Father. Lord, and for any out there who don't know you tonight, Father, your word declares that it's the goodness of God. It's your goodness that draws men, that leads men to repentance, Father. It's only through your love, Father, that draws us and draws men to you, Father. So, Lord, knowing that your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Father. Lord, tonight draw them from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. Lord, draw the lost to your presence, Father. Draw the lost to you, Lord. Give us boldness to speak your word in truth, Father. Our call in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. Moses, righteousness being restored. 
So welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, once again, I am your host, Sean Holmberg. Um, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. So tonight, that's um, leading um, of the Holy Spirit, um, well, pretty much the next hour or so, um, I have an idea in the direction this is going to go, and if I'm wrong, then he'll change it really quick. Um, <laughs> you know, the Bible says a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And there's many nights when we think we know what's going to happen, and we completely are surprised, um, which is all to the glory of God. Um, so, um, at times during these broadcasts, um, me and um, more me than Chris um, have a chance to just um, talk. Um, you know, someone told me once, um, one of my good friends named Chad Coons, who I went to um, college with, said, um, he was talking about this um, guy he knew who was a Christian, and he said, the thing that he respected most about this guy on his Christian walk was not that he was perfect in any means. And it wasn't the fact that this guy um, had it all together or had the perfect life, but the fact that this guy had told him, you know, at times life really sucks. And I know that may sound harsh, um, but you know, there, there are mountains, there are obstacles, there's day-to-day life. And, you know, at times, um, you wake up in the morning and by the end of the day you're so worn out and want to pull your hair out and you don't have any clue what you want to do or anything else and things are just completely crazy. Um, you know, yesterday was one of those days. Um, last night I had the night off because Chris was um, doing the broadcast and it was good because yesterday was just, you know, one of those days that... Um, Everything that's bad that could happen happens, and it happens in such a progression that it, it never stops, like a deluge of bad things that happen. Um, so I have this new job, and um, it's really amazing. It's, it was only by the grace of God I got the job. I mean, seriously. I mean, the last four years or of my life, um, you can see the hand of the Lord moving to me to get me in this position, um, not by anything I could have possibly done, literally by acts of grace and favor by the Lord. Um, but it's a lot of work, and so yesterday was one of those really long days trying to do my best to impress the boss and completely worn out by the end of the day. And so, um, so I get home, and or no, before I even get home, I get a text message from my wife saying the brand new car we bought that um, the driver's side window doesn't, for some reason, wouldn't roll up anymore. And while that may not seem like a big thing, it really is, considering me and my wife both work like seven, like six, five days a week, and we have four kids. And so having even an hour of spare time is a luxury that we usually don't have. And so um, we can't afford to be without a car. And so, so my day all of a sudden starts to take a immediate nosedive. And you know, then I get home and um, get in a fight with one of our kids. Um, 
who's 15 and like most 15 year olds thinks he makes all the roles. And so we got into this huge fight about stuff. And then my wife finally gets home and then it turns out, um, the same kid had, um, some, an issue with one of his feet and, um, some stuff cause he plays football. And so then my, it went from having a horrible day of being stressed out because of some things to being overly concerned that, um, because of my kids, um, foot from playing football. And then, you know, my wife took him to the doctor the day and it turns out his, one of his fingers has been broken for like a week and nobody knew, um, cause they never said anything. And so like literally from the start of the day, and I'm probably leaving a bunch of stuff out that happened yesterday, but from the start of the day to the end was just nonstop, um, frustration, but you know, it happens. And the thing about our lives, our Christian, whether you're Christian or not, um, is that it's going to happen. The difference is, is when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, his strength can sustain you. And, you know, it's during those times of trials and tribulations when the true test of your character come out. Um, it's when you get to the point of it. Because, you know, it's easy. It really is. It's really easy for us to sit back and say, do this, do that, um, to quote the scriptures. I mean, for all of us. But then... Um, when you actually get into the place of having to live the walk and um, walk the talk and um, to have those fruits of the spirit that we read about, um, it's a completely different story because you see how much the Lord is actually moving and changing you. And you can see how actions that you would have had before um, have changed and how the Lord has shaped and molded you. Um, and how times when you would have just rushed into things, um, you stop and you get this like supernatural wisdom from the Father about how to approach situations and approach people. And um, so um, I say all that to say is that um, so um, sometimes I give counsel to people um, whenever the Lord. Um, is willing and um, directs people in that direction. And I recently had a couple who um, I love to death. I mean, I love this couple to death. They're like family to me. And But, you know, they've been together for, there were kids and who had been together for a short time. And they, I mean, they really wanted to fulfill the will of God for their life. But at the same time, they were um, rushing into things way too quickly. And, against the counsel of pretty much everybody they knew, they rushed off to get married. And, um, like, quick. And then not even a week later, um, they broke up. And now they're in a position where they rushed in to get something uh, or to do something, and now they're faced with the consequences that they're there. And now, after only like a couple of weeks, they're broken up. And so, what the, all this boils down to is, I got an email um, from someone who, because before these people got married, um, these two kids got married, everybody was praying that the Lord would open their eyes and show them the truth and show them um, that um, their actions weren't necessarily godly. Um, I mean, they weren't horribly ungodly, but um, they weren't. Um, Yielding to the Holy Spirit, they weren't give, weren't giving time to the Holy Spirit to move and to speak to them. And 
um, they were two more attached to each other than they were to the father. And, you know, there's always times in our lives when there's things, whether it be um, items or people or hobbies, that we can get, we can become so attached to things and people that they become more important to us than our relationship with the father. And the voice and those, the voices that we hear from them over outweigh and can sometimes shadow the voice of the father so his voice becomes faint even um and so anyway but you know so these this um couple um brushed off got married really quick and now um after just a few weeks they're wanting to get a divorce and well so this email i said was pretty much said um the lord answered our prayers and has opened their eyes and they've come to an agreeable um, resolution or something like that. And, you know, the first thing that came to my head was, yeah, there's something a little bit wrong with that. And here's why. So I'm going to get on my little soapbox here and spout out some scriptures and what I believe to be the will of the Father and the heart of the Father. And um, from experience, um, the character of the Father. Um so, um, and you know what, this may be a situation you've been through, you may go through it, um, you may know someone that goes through it, and, you know, if anything I say offends you tonight, I'm sorry, um, and, um, but I'll leave it at that. Um, so, this couple didn't seek the Lord. They they sought the Lord to an extent that... Um, up to the point of it, of hearing something that would go against the plans they already had. And, you know, the the problem that we as Christians have a lot of times is we set our plans in motion and we get these ideas about what we want to happen and then we're willing to listen to the Father as long as the Father goes along with our intentions and as long as he does everything according to our plans. But, um, ironically, and he doesn't, he never does, because his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It says that in Isaiah. The the best things that we can possibly imagine are, in our life are nothing compared to the glory and the um, blessings and the love the Father wants to bestow upon us every day. Um, we can imagine climbing mountains, and the Lord's thinking about removing mountains, um, we think about like reaching the sky and the Lord says we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um and so this this couple, um some people would say they made a mistake, um, and they rushed into getting married. And so the question is then immediately they realize, oops, this wasn't necessarily what we thought it would be, now what? Do we just say, Okay, well, I made a mistake, let's um, just like get a divorce and pretend it never happened or what and you know I'm not a pastor Chris as of last week is um, but you know I've been serving the Lord for my entire life it seems pretty much my whole life and um, I've lived one of those lives um, um, when I was a young kid um, really young um, probably like 19. You see, I was one of those people who decided I wasn't going to sleep with anybody until I got married, um, which even back then was pretty weird. Um, and so um, when I, f I got married once and to someone, um, 
really quick rushed into it because I was tired of waiting for God to bring the perfect person. So I was just like, okay, I'll take her. And um, within a year and a half, the person um, had um, wasn't necessarily faithful a couple times, and I kept forgiving them. Um, whether it's because I was trying to have the heart of God or whether it's because I was just afraid of, like, being alone again. But then after, like, I think two years, they just got up and left. And my life was miserable. And um, years and years went by of having to deal with that. Now, the reason I say that is, you know, the children of Israel were given a promise of the Lord that the Lord was going to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. And, you know, the father said in Isaiah, he said, the words that come out of my mouth will not return to me void, but they will accomplish that for which I sent them. Um, it says in the New Testament that he will complete the work he started until the day of Christ Jesus. That word may not always necessarily look like it started looking, but, and the plans may, um, have to be modified but the Father will still get you where he wants you to be if you're willing to submit to him um, because you know he's omniscient, omnipresent all powerful um, and his graciousness his loving kindness and his mercy is beyond comprehension and beyond human understanding or words and, you know, the children of Israel kept wanting to do things their own way, and they kept wanting to complain that everything wasn't perfect um, or perfectly the way they wanted to. And even when the Father would perform amazing miracles in their sight, soon after they would forget the next time an obstacle came. And instead of turning to the Lord and just trusting Him to do what He always had done, which is to provide for them, they decided to just break down and complain and whine. And um, of the children of Israel who went, started going to the promised land, not all of them got there, but, you know, the Father fulfills his promise and gave them a land flowed in the book and honey, and he got them there. Granted, it was 40 years after they could have been there since it was a really quick um, journey if they hadn't gone around mountains. And, you know, we had times in our life go around the same stupid, dumb mountains because we're unwilling to just do the right thing. We're unwilling to make the effort, and we don't, at times, I think, we just don't want the presence of God that badly. Or you don't. we don't want it bad enough. You know, what makes an Olympic athlete Olympic isn't the fact they have some necessarily have some natural ability is that they have unnatural effort and unnatural determination and unnatural drive and an unnatural desire to achieve a goal. And our goal in this life should be him. It should be the Lord Jesus. It should be to know him. It should be to press for the for the prize, for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, like Paul said. He said, pressing toward the mark, forgetting the things which are high and pressing forward. It doesn't mean it's just a stroll in the park. It means you're literally pressing and sometimes you're grinding 
and sometimes you're on your knees, but you never give up and you never lose sight and you work harder than anybody else because you want to get there first and you want to see him and you want to stand in his presence to hear those words that we all are waiting to hear, which is well done, good and faithful servant, entering into the joy of the Lord. Because in the end, when that day comes, those words are going to be enough. And um, so back to the story. A um, couple gets married, and um, immediately they realize there's problems. This isn't necessarily what God may have originally wanted. And so here's where I'm going to give you my opinion um, from what I know of Scripture and of the Lord. Um, similar situation happened to me. Um, I've been married for two years now, and um, I knew, um, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the person I married before we got married was not necessarily the person I should be with. I knew beyond a shadow of any doubt. But for whatever reason, um, I never made the decision to call it off. And through multiple, through like a year of constant um, headaches on both of our parts, um, every time there was a chance to end it, for some reason I couldn't or I didn't. And um, we ended up getting married anyway. So immediately I'm in the same position as this couple and that I was ta telling you about. And But the difference is, the first thought I had was, you know, if this person wasn't the perfect person that God may have planned for me, she is now. Because the second I said those vows and I stood before the Lord, um, that was it. You know, Jesus said um, in Matthew, I think, ch chapter 531, he says, furthermore, it isn't said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And he said, um, you know, in the beginning it wasn't so. It says, for this reason a man and shall a man and a wife shall leave their families and become one flesh. And I think in today's times, um, we get so wrapped up in the world. You know, the Father constantly had to warn the children of Israel to not take in too many of the outside people and to not follow after their ways and not to follow after their gods because they got corrupted. Because what the few things they would start to accept, sooner or later they start to participate in, and then sooner or later they would start to condone it, and then they'd approve it. And, you know, divorce has become the same thing because in the beginning it wasn't supposed to be that way. What is it, like half of marriages end in divorce? But there shouldn't be any marriages that end in divorce because once you make the commitment, once you have that covenant, that's it. Yeah, there are um, extenuating circumstances at times. But let me tell you something. My wife, and I can say with the most honesty, 
You know, it says in Proverbs, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. My wife is unbelievably that good thing to me. She is the most perfect example of what a godly woman should be. My wife wasn't even filled with the Holy Spirit when we met. She was after. We didn't she didn't have the perfect, say, Christian life. She does now. And it wasn't because of me, it was because of God. Because once we got married, we made the decision that you know what, no matter what, we're gonna follow the Lord. We're gonna trust the Lord. We're gonna set our faces to the Lord. Our household belongs to him, our lives belong to him. Let the Lord do what he's gonna do. And we're gonna trust him. And you know what happens is, when you make a mistake in your life, regardless of what the mistake is, that does not mean that the Lord's hands are tied. It doesn't mean that the Lord all of a sudden can't be glorified through it. It just means that there's another mountain that he can be glorified through. And so, um, I don't believe in divorce. I really don't. Um... Yeah, I mean, if someone's beating the crap out of you and things like that, um, or completely unfaithful and unwilling to repent and change, maybe there's circumstances that warrant it. But you know what? I know that prayer can change nations. We've seen it. We've seen, even on this show that we've only had around for a couple of months now, we've seen the Lord heal I don't even know how many people. Not because me and Chris can pray really well, but because the Lord's faithful to fulfill his word. Because it says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And that's not just, I don't mean just me and Chris, but me and Chris and you and all of the audience that are listening. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And you know, sometimes when there's a mountain that won't move, it just means you've got to go back into the closet and seek the Lord. And you keep seeking Him. And you keep waiting for that breakthrough. And you keep praying. And you keep interceding. And you don't give up. Because the Lord is faithful to fulfill His word in your life. Granted, your situation may not look perfect. Granted, you may be going through a rough time. And you know, this doesn't just apply to marriage. Um, granted, things may look like you may have the impression that, you know, God's never going to be able to do anything in me now because I've screwed it up way too much. Well, the, the the thing is, is that it's not your plan to screw up. It's his. It's not you that gets glorified. It's him. It's his anointing, it's his grace, it's his strength, it's his goodness, it's his everlasting kindness. It's his long sufferings and patience. His faithfulness to fulfill the word that he started. To fulfill, to complete the work that he started in your life. You know, we give up sometimes way too easily and we end up missing out on miracles that we can never comprehend what have happened. Um, 
you know, after I made that decision, um, the week after, the day after I got married, or the day I got married, life has never been the same. I, every day I look at my wife and I realize that I'm like the luckiest man in the world to have her. And, you know, whatever the plans and purposes and whatever way I was going on whatever, on the path I was going to before, it's irrelevant because now it's me and her and we're one flesh, like the Bible says. Um, and so I would say that don't give up on your spouse. Yeah, they may be frustrating. Yeah. No, I mean, if your life's in danger or something, that's one thing. Don't be stupid. But, you know, if they're a bum, they're horrible, you know, seek the Lord. Seek his face. The Bible says in abundance, it says in the multitude of his counselors, there is safety. And I would say to you, don't give up on the Lord performing that miracle. Because sometimes your miracle is just around the corner, and we give up right before we were about to see it, receive it. You know, it took Moses going before Pharaoh multiple times before the Lord finally worked in Pharaoh's heart to let the children of Israel go. It wasn't just the first time he walked in, oh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. The first time that the Lord told Moses to go in there and Pharaoh went in there, Pharaoh pretty much laughed at him and said, why are you even in my chamber? Um, stupid old man, get out. But, you know, Moses didn't give up. He kept going back. He kept seeking the Lord. He kept trusting in the Lord, that the Lord's plan, and that the Lord knew what he was doing, and that the Lord had knowledge that Moses didn't have, that the Lord knew what he was doing in Pharaoh's heart. You know, in the hearts of the people around you, you never know what the Lord's doing. You know, if you notice, many times Jesus would... Um, Under, he would know people's thoughts and talk about what they were thinking about without them ever having to utter a word. Because, you know, the Bible says the Lord looks at men's hearts. It's not always about the outward action, because the outward action usually only reflects the inward person. That's why the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I do know that the Lord answers prayers. I do know that he changes lives. I do know that there's nothing impossible for him. Absolutely nothing. And if you're willing to be faithful and trust him, you can see miraculous things happen in your life. Doesn't mean there's not going to be a mountain. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a battle. It doesn't mean there's not some army camped against you. But what it does mean is that he who is in us is greater than he that's in the world. And that this word of God is true, despite what the world may say, despite the world's opinions, despite the world's standards. We don't operate in the world's opinions. We don't operate in the world's standards. We don't operate by their expectations. Because the Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. It says we're saints and members our fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. 
and we operate in a completely different realm. And now that I said that, you know, Paul said we don't wrestle, we don't even wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darknesses of this age. You know, sometimes we spend way too much time warring against each other instead of warring against the spiritual principalities that make us want a war. Um, being that the Lord will never break his covenant to you. He'll never break his promise to you. He'll never not be faithful to fulfill his word in your life. And today may be the day for you to renew your promise to someone else. Yeah, you may want to bang, bang him over the head with a frying pan. But maybe the day is the day to be, um, to have the whole like love that it talks about in Corinthians, love that never fails. And, you know, um, above all, seriously, seek the Lord. When you don't know what's going on and you don't know what to do, get in front of the one person who has all the answers, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've heard many people tell me that they were facing a situation, um, not even just about marriage, but they were facing a situation and they just couldn't find the answer and they were tired of not knowing the answer. And my response would probably has always been the same, which is pretty much get in your prayer closet and don't come out until you've heard from God. Because I don't have the answers. And, you know, you could find the greatest televangelist and they don't have the answers. Because they don't know your heart. The Father does. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit reveals to us the heart and the thoughts of the Father. So if you want to find out what's happening on the road that you're on, Go to the person who built the road and paved the road and then put you on the road. Seek his face. Trust him enough to believe that he actually wants to talk to you. You know, it says in um, John, it says, You don't need anyone to teach you, for the same Holy Spirit that abides in you will teach you concerning all things. You know, that's an amazing scripture. But there's people all over the world who are finding out that all you need is the Bible and the Holy Spirit. You know, sermons and lessons are amazing. And they can motivate you. They can uplift you. They can teach you. But five seconds in the presence of God, you will learn more than in a lifetime of reading and studying a few minutes inside the Word of God, and you'll learn more than going to eight years of Bible school if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to take the Word and make it alive in you and give you revelation. Because, you know, revelation you get from someone else will inspire you. But revelation that you get directly from the Father when you're reading the Scripture and all of a sudden He quickens your spirit and something pops out and makes sense to you for the first time, or you see something in a new way, or he gives you a revelation that just blows you away, 
well, that revelation just just doesn't inspire inspire you. That kind of revelation will change your entire life. Anyway, this is Prayer International. Our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Your 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Call in number 619-638-8458. So this is Psalms 12. Wait, that's the wrong one. It's not the one I was going to read. Sorry, back up. Psalms 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is in all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied who hasten after any other god. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in shield, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, um, if you need hope, He's the only place you're going to find it. Whatever the obstacle, whatever the mountain, whatever the struggle that you're facing, the Lord's hand is not too short that it cannot save, nor is ear too heavy that it cannot hear. You know, um, sometimes. The breakthrough that you're waiting for is on the other side of an act of obedience that you need to have. I'm not saying that we all have that we have to be perfect or live according to the law, but I'm saying we become a law to ourselves and our spirits, following the law of the spirit, um, following Him. Which, trust me, is um, a lot higher standard than the law itself ever was. The law would say you give 10%, um, but we give everything. Everything we have belongs to him. We belong to him ourselves. But, you know, sometimes there's something that, there's an act of obedience. You know, um, God said, I would rather have obedience than sacrifice. You know, sometimes we're willing to give him everything and say, God, well, I'll do anything. Um, But this, and it's always but this, referring to the area that the Lord's been pointing and the area of your life that the Lord's been, the Holy Spirit's constantly been like nagging you about 
you know, he said to Paul, um, it's hard to kick against the goats. You know, search your heart. And um, even if there doesn't seem to be anything wrong, you know, we constantly need to be in a place of submission to the Lord. You know, when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was a teenager, um, my youth pastor told me that the one thing that I needed to make sure that never happened was to make sure I never lost my sensitivity in my heart for the Lord. To never lose the ability for your heart to be moldable and shapeable by Him. To never let your heart be hardened to Him. And, you know, sometimes um, we constantly got to search ourselves and make sure that we're fully pleasing Him. Make sure there's no areas of our life that we've, like, sort of held back and tucked away and claimed, okay, this is mine, I'll take care of it. Because, you know, um, it's all His. And, you know, anything, any area of ground that you let him sow in will produce fruit and will multiply. But, you know, Jesus also said there's different seasons. There's a season of sowing and then there's a season of watering and a season of reaping. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to be patient. Sometimes you've got... To go through the battle Sometimes you've actually got to stand up and face your enemies Before the Lord can be victorious over them You know there's a story in the Old Testament About um, an army that had come out to face the children of God The children of Israel And um, you know the Lord could have slayed the enemy on the spot um, Before any of the army of the enemy got out of bed that morning The Lord could have said okay poof they're all gone you know, it says in Job, the Lord could withdraw his breath from the world and it would cease to exist. Um, so, the, I mean, you know, the Lord um, to um, the last plague was um, all the firstborn of the children of Egypt, of the Egyptians were killed. Um, and that's how the Pharaoh finally was pushed over the line to let the children of Israel go. And so, you know... Um, the Lord could have easily done that for this army that it faced the children of Israel. Um, but no, he didn't. He had the army gather. And, you know, there's armies and there's and there's armies gathering, maybe gathering against you right now. But, you know, sometimes, you know, the Lord could have told the children of Israel, you know what, stay in bed, I'll take care of this. But he didn't. He said, go out there. And so they get out there, they can see the enemy, and um, be a, and they can be very afraid. The enemy outnumbers them. They don't see how there's any possible way in any human ability that they could ever prevail against such great a force or such great an obstacle. But, you know, sometimes the Lord needs you to see the enemy, and the Lord needs you to see the obstacle. So then you can see what he's going to do. Because if you never get to the place... Of needing a miracle, you'll never need a miracle, and you'll never get to see the miracles happen. You know, um, sometimes you have to go through obstacles just so the Lord can have an ability to show Himself strong. And so the children of Israel looked over at this army, and the Lord didn't say, "Grab, pick up your swords, and." Um, run down there as fast as you can And I'll be with you through the battle The Lord said lift up your voice and a shout of praise to me And while they did 
completely oblivious to the enemy near approaching. The enemy that was out to consume them. You know, the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But as the children of Israel were worshiping the Lord on the mountain, their enemy was consumed by God. They didn't have to lift a hand, except for the hands they lifted to the Father. And you know, tonight is the night to lift your hands to the Lord and let Him be victorious over the enemies that come against you. Even if it's sin, even if it's bondage, whatever it is, maybe it's a battle you're having with a friend or with a spouse or with a loved one or, you know, whatever it is. Lift your voice to him. And know, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for I am with you wherever you go. You know, sometimes when we're walking on the water toward the Lord in faith, you know, sometimes we just got to make sure our eyes are focused on Him and then let Him do the rest. Not worry about anything else. And just keep our eyes focused on Jesus. This is Prayer International Radio. If you need prayer before our next broadcast, um, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Um, and so the grace, mercy, and peace of the Lord be with all of you. And you will be in our prayers. Mm-hmm.